It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Today's episode of the Locked On Reds podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Head over to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code Locked On to get 20% off your next order. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The 2020 season did not quite go as planned for Reds fans as the playoffs ended abruptly in the wild card round. Now the Reds are left to pick up the pieces during the offseason and fix a lineup that was the worst in Major League Baseball. How are they going to do it? What are they going to do? Rumors, transactions, news, all here on the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Let's go. Luis Castillo is still a Cincinnati Red. I'm going to tell you in a minute why that's even a thing. And you're probably like, well, duh. Yeah, he's a Cincinnati Red. We're going to talk about that here in just a minute. I also want to get to some Jeff's junk mail today. But first, how you doing? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast on this beautiful Monday. I don't know exactly where you are in this wonderful world, but where I'm at has snow on the ground, and I'm wearing all kinds of things to keep me warm. It's definitely wintertime, so that means we need to talk about some baseball and think about warmer times. We're going to do that here in just a minute, talk about some rumors. The Twitterverse was a buzz yesterday, and it wasn't exactly uh, true. So we're going to break that all down here. Thanks for joining me today. I, uh, Twitter is something else. You know, you you can get a lot of good information. You get a lot of bad information, a lot of weird takes, a lot of weird people on the wonderful Twitter.com. And there were a couple of reporters who were adamant, who were steadfast that the Yankees had gotten Luis Castillo. They had finished a trade, not just reportedly in talks with the Reds. No, no, no. These reporters said that the Yankees had done the deal. In fact, it was a feller by the name of Ricardo Gibbon, who is a Latino reporter for the New York Yankees, and Hector Gomez was sharing the news on Twitter from Gibbon, and they were adamant that this deal was done. And then Jeff Passan came in, Jeff Passan, ESPN, and dunked on him, 
said Luis Castillo is not being traded to the Yankees. Stop believing people who are consistently wrong. And then Nick Kroll even gave a quote. Mark Sheldon shared the quote from Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll said, The rumors of Luis Castillo being traded are completely false. Luis is a part of our 2021 rotation. So, false alarm. All of these rumors that have come about, about the Reds trading this guy, the Reds getting rid of this guy, possibly losing half the team, maybe completely tearing down in order to build back up again in a couple of years, those look to be past. In fact, One of the uh, architects of all these rumors, John Heyman, reported today that the Reds have stopped talking about Luis Castillo and their other stars that were reportedly being talked about. So no more talking. The Reds aren't talking about the guys that we don't want them to talk about. So let's talk about the fact that they're all staying and hopefully the Reds will be adding here shortly. But my goodness, what a saga that was yesterday. (laughs) False rumors. You gotta love the off season. You you've gotta you gotta watch out for fake Twitter accounts. People who like to create fake burner Twitter accounts of respected reporters and say wildly outlandish rumors that have no traction whatsoever. And then you've got other reporters out there that I, I don't even know where. In fact, I take it back. I do know where. And and I kind of expounded on this a little bit, and so did. Friend of the show, Doug Gray at RedLegNation.com, talking about where the rumors came from. It came from Jim Bowden on an MLB Network radio show. He didn't tweet about it. He didn't write about it. He said it on a radio show, like a passing comment. Like, yeah, there's been talks. And he said there's been talks. And there was nothing close and there was nothing happening right then. But for some reason, these group of people that cover the Yankees got Yankees fans' hopes all up in a tizzy and said that the Yankees were close to getting them. And because of that, it just snowballed into this completely false, I, I, I don't even know what. The good news is Luis Castillo is a Red. The The hilarity of this, and I wrote about this at LockdownReds.com, the hilarity of trading Luis Castillo, not, not just because of our own bias love for La Piedra in the rotation for the Reds, but there's a website. And uh, give another shout-out to our buddy Ken, at ObscureXReds on Twitter. Uh, he pointed this website out to me, BaseballTradeValues.com, hoping to get the founder of this website on the show here uh, within the next couple of weeks. We're going to talk about some trade values, but it provides a non-bias formula. Because what are what is something all fans do? Not just Reds fans, not just Yankees fans, fans of every single team. They overvalue their own players. And and when they look at trades, they're like, oh, well, we can give up this dude who's had three at-bats and and this guy who's pitched an inning and a third in their entire careers, and we could totally get Mike Trout. That's totally going to happen. This website kind of helps you cut through all that, cut through all the BS. It gives you unbiased, objective ratings for players and, and values, trade values for players. And so, you know, I go into more detail on LockdownRes.com, and I'm not going to go into all of the different numbers here, but based on their formulas, based on this objective view of trade values, Luis Castillo is the number nine ranked player in all of Major League Baseball as far as trade value. You heard that right. He's a top 10 MLB trade value player. Obviously, far and away, 
the number one trade value player for the Reds. And the guys that were being reported in these false tweets that had nothing to do with reality weren't even close as far as value, which underscores the underlying issue with any trade rumor about Luis Castillo is how do you get value back? If you're trading him to a contender, how do you get value back from that team and that team still remains a contender because that would be their whole deal. They're, they're trying to contend for a championship. That's why they're trading for Luis Castillo. It'd be really hard to do. And that's why I never really thought that Luis Castillo was going to be traded. But then you have these guys that have reporters tagged to their – I don't know. That was, that was a little bit weird. But the good news is Luis Castillo is a red. And I think that pretty much all of the other names that we've heard of this offseason as far as rumored uh, to be traded by the Reds, I, I think they're staying too. I don't think this is a scenario where the Reds were close on any of them. They were just kicking the tires to see exactly what kind of value they could get back if they wanted to. And so now they've got that in some kind of uh, legal pad or notepad somewhere in Nick Crawl's desk, and they they understand where teams stand on their players. So that, uh, that's kind of where it is, and that's a nice thing to begin this Monday with. Confirmation that the trade rumors were exactly that. Rumors. And... Nothing more. All right, we're going to jump into some Jeff's junk mail here in a second. Got some good thoughts, even a couple of ideas about relievers the Reds could go after in the free agent market. We talked about starting pitchers. We talked about shortstops. Maybe a couple of bullpen arms if they want to go out and try for them. That's all coming up here in just a minute. But before we get into that, I wanted to point out if you didn't get a chance to make a couple of bucks on your sports knowledge this past NFL Divisional Round weekend – there's still time. Head on over to betonline.ag. Set up your account today and enter the promo code Locked On. They'll give you 50% more on your initial deposit bonus. BetOnline.ag is the official sports gambling sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network. They've got all of the top games of the day, whether it be NFL, NCAA basketball, NBA basketball. They've got NHL hockey now that that's back going. Check them out. They've got all the best lines. As far as you know, you know sports. And maybe you can make a couple of bucks off that. BetOnline.ag is the perfect place to do it. Go set up your account today and enter the promo code Locked On to get 50% off or 50% more on your initial deposit bonus. I hit up BetOnline.ag whenever I got a take that I think I can make a couple bucks on, and that's a good place for you to check out as well. That's BetOnline.ag with the promo code Locked On. Also, guys, if, if you haven't checked out Built Bar by now, I, I'm telling you what, you're missing out. This snack is amazing. It's a protein bar, but it tastes like a candy bar. It, it, are you in the middle of the afternoon and you just feel like you need a little something to get to dinner? Built Bar is the perfect thing to do it because it's a snack that's not going to leave you feeling like you just ate a bag of chips, like you just ate a worthless snack that's going to throw you off your diet. In fact, Built Bar fits into most diets. They've only got 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of fat, and in some cases, up to 17 grams of protein. And we're talking about flavors like peanut butter brownie, like mint chocolate brownie. We've got German chocolate cake. There's raspberry. There's all kinds of fruit flavors, whatever you can think of. I'm sure they got a flavor for you, including cookies and cream and my favorite, Cherry Barcia. Hit them up, BuiltBar.com, and enter the promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. They've got all kinds of great 
products as well outside of the Built Bar. So check him out. Go to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code Locked On for 20% off your next order. Before we jump into Jeff's junk mail here, I wanted to remind you if you're looking to make a couple of bucks over at betonline.ag and you're looking for some tips, maybe a few locks, check out Locked On Bets. It's the podcast brought to you by Locked On Podcast Network with your host, your boy Q, and Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. They got you covered. Looking at all of the best bets for the day, check them out, Locked On Bets, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so let's jump in. I did have a voicemail from somebody saying that they were following him up on a social security letter that they sent. That'd be hard to do. I don't think I actually have a address for the podcast, so we're not going to play that voicemail. But we do have some great text messages. Firstly, this one coming from our buddy Kyle in Cincinnati. Kyle, he had a couple of things to say. He said first, what is a realistic under-the-radar trade target you would like to see them acquire? Mine is Tanner Scott of the Baltimore Orioles. Check out that dude's baseball savant page. So let's see here. Tanner Scott. Yeah. Okay. He's very high up when it comes to exit velocity allowed, hard hit percentage, weighted on base, all of the good stuff. He He's very good at limiting pretty much everything. The only thing that he needs a little work on is his walk percentage, but his spin rate is through the roof. He would fit for Spencinati, but honestly, he is a very good left-handed reliever. So I looked at baseball trade values as well, and he's not expensive, but for comparison's sake, when we look at Tanner Scott and we look at baseball trade values, this is what I'm going to do from now on when I'm when I'm looking at trade ideas and, and kind of compare trade values. They this website has Tanner Scott ranked right around where TJ Antone is. So we as fans need to understand, like, okay, when we think of TJ Antone, that's what the Reds would be trading for in this instance with Tanner Scott. A left-handed reliever would be amazing, and especially a left-handed reliever of Tanner Scott's ability. Plus, he's only 26 years old. He's still in the middle of his arbitration year, so we're not talking about somebody who's overly expensive. But because of that, it would probably be hard for the Reds to just go get him. He would be somebody that I think that maybe the Orioles package in a deal for a big name guy, some kind of star that's going to put them over the edge. And I don't necessarily know that that'd be something the Reds would be able to pull off. I mean, the Orioles aren't necessarily on the cusp of playoff contention, so it's not like they're looking to put together a big package just now. And meanwhile, the Reds are probably not looking to mortgage a lot for a left-handed reliever. But I like the idea, and it kind of flows into the other part of Kyle's text that he sent, and he said, my free agent target is Mark Melanson. So he's thinking about the bullpen. Kyle, I appreciate the text, man. Uh, Looking at the bullpen, yes, it would be good if the Reds got a little bit more stability there. I think that they can do that in one of two ways. They either sign a guy who they could slot into the fifth spot in the rotation, then you officially designate Lorenzen and Antone as bullpen members, then you've got your four horses on top of the bullpen with Garrett, Sims, Antone, and Michael Lorenzen. Or you go out and you sign a veteran arm like Mark Melanson. However, let's let and Kyle, I, I know this is gonna sound like I'm like tearing your text apart here. I don't mean to do that, but when I looked at Mark um, Mark Melanson, 
he's been kind of expensive. In fact, his last three years, so last year he would have made, under normal circumstances, $14 million. The year before that, $14 million. And in 2018, he made $20 million. And then you go to the years before that, he was making $9 million and $9.5 million. So he was making Rysel Iglesias money five years ago. And if the Reds are playing all, oh, well, we can't afford Rysel Iglesias, it's going to be hard for me to see them going after Melanson. But I like the thought. So let's take a look at the free agent market for a couple of guys. There's already been some signings, including Archie Bradley going to Philadelphia for $6 million. You've got guys like... Liam Hendricks, who went to the White Sox for an exorbitant amount of money. Hansel Robles is gone. Pedro Baez, John Brebbia, some guys that the Reds might have looked into or at least could have looked into if they wanted to. There are a few names on there, and, and you got to filter out the Kirby Yates, the Brad Hands. Those guys' markets are far above what the Reds are probably looking to pay. And Melanson might be priced out, but he also might be like in the 7 to $8 million range that I think the Reds – if you were to ask them today, they'd probably be like, Ooh, well, that, that that's a little expensive, so I'm probably not going to go after that. Then I look at Joaquin Soria. He's probably going to be about $6 million, five, six million, probably prices them out of that. Then there's a name that's on there who's right around where Soria and Melanson and those guys are, and that's Tyler Clippard. Last year, Tyler Clippard only made $2.75 million, and he had a pretty decent year in Minnesota. Now, he could be looking for a big raise, and maybe he thinks he can double that to about $5 million, which I, if I were the Reds, and based on the way that they're moving, based on the way that they've shown us, they, they did the, the cutting of Archie Bradley, the trading of Rysel Iglesias, and saying that it was repurposing that money. So they're probably not going to give anywhere near the money to a reliever that they would have given to one of those two guys. So we're probably looking at 3 million, maybe 4 million max if they're going to go out and sign one of these veteran relievers. Tyler Clippard would fit into that mold. I also think it's important to look at guys who are a couple of years removed from the idea of them being a closer, them being the guy getting the saves for his team. Tyler Clippard fits that mold perfectly. In fact, when you look at 2020, he had a total of 26 innings pitched. And in those 26 innings, he had a strikeouts per nine of nine, and he had a walks per nine of 1.4. So that's pretty efficient right there. He had an ERA of 2.77. He only allowed two home runs the entire year. That's the kind of guy that I'm looking for. I, I would love to see the Reds go out and get Tyler Clippard or someone comparable there. But I, I think that we got to be honest about where the Reds are when we think of free agent possibilities, especially with a bullpen. And based on what they did with Bradley and Iglesias, we can kind of tell that there's a limit that they're willing to pay for relievers. And I'm guessing that three, four million is probably the tops as far as an average annual contract for a reliever. And Tyler Clippard fits into that mold. But thank you, Kyle, for the text. Next up, we got Andy. Andy asked, what if the Cardinals add a bat? Will the Reds need to do more than add a shortstop to keep the current odds? 
Probably not. I mean, as it stands, unless they go out and they get like George Springer or somebody who's far and above one of the shortstops that the Reds can go get, which based on reports that I'm seeing from the Cardinals, that's not happening. But if they were to go do that, that would probably inch them ahead of the Reds because the odds are so close right now. And and, and don't get me wrong, like the odds are all well and good and you still got to play the game. So it's not as if we're declaring the Reds division champions at the beginning of the season if their odds are the best odds in the division. But it does give us a blueprint with which to build our expectations on. And I think that if the Reds sign a shortstop and the Cardinals add a bat, it's prob- it probably equals each other out. Maybe if the Reds get another arm in the rotation or the bullpen or something like that, it could probably put them a little bit ahead because reports are that the Cardinals are penny-pinching just as much as the Reds, if not even more. They're pretty happy with what their roster looks like. In fact, the last concrete report that I saw about the Cardinals' free agent activity is that they are engaged with talks to bring back Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina, but that's really all they're focused on right now. And they have a limit as far as their negotiations with both players. So I'm not exactly sure how big of a splash the Cardinals are looking to make. Now they could always make that trade. They could always make the surprise trade, the the Paul Goldschmidt type trade, but I'm not seeing anything about that either. So the way that I'm looking at it is probably whatever the Reds do, maybe the Cardinals mirror it in some way, maybe the Cubs mirror it in some way. But as of right now, I don't see any one team in the Central making enough moves that just vault them ahead of everybody else. But I appreciate the text, Andy. And one more before we get going here today on this podcast is a text from our buddy Chad in Lancaster. He said, You should have asked Brandon Bailey what his walk-on music would be. I'm thinking something from Star Wars. Maybe the Imperial March. I can see that. That'd be interesting. Always thinking like how, what kind of music really gets a pitcher going because they get a little bit more time to actually listen to their walk-up music than a a hitter would in most cases. So, I don't know. Maybe the Imperial March or maybe uh, the song is called The Duel of the Fates, but... You know, from the Phantom Menace, from Star Wars Episode One, the the song that was playing whenever Obi Wan and Qui Gon were fighting Darth Maul there in uh, the capital city of Naboo. And I'm getting way too into Star Wars. I I know that, but that would be a pretty sweet song as well. Yeah, but that's just a thought. I appreciate the question there, Chad. But. I figured that was a nice way to end today's podcast because it's been a lot of fun talking about what the Reds didn't do. They didn't trade Luis Castillo. They didn't trade any of the big names that were rumored. And we're still waiting for them to actually go out and do something, go out and add something because they need a shortstop and they probably need an arm or two from the free agent market. So hopefully that's coming soon as well. Like I mentioned, trying to get one of the guys from BaseballTradeValues.com on the show. We're going to talk about trade values and stuff like that and how you evaluate trades. And I'm looking forward to that hopefully here in the next couple of weeks. But that's going to do it for us here today. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. I'll be coming at you soon with another episode. Thanks again for listening. Let's go, Rex. Hey.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.